Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a colored pencil podcast. Weekly discussions in and around this medium that we love so much. Hey there, welcome back to the show. My name is John Middick of sharpenedartist.com. And of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Barb Sodiropoulos. Barb, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? Awesome. Barb and I are going to talk today about 10 different artist health and wellness tips. So I'm so excited about this. And I think this is a good time of the year to talk about these as well. Just some gentle reminders, right, Barb? Yeah, totally. Just kind of starting the new year off fresh. Yep. A lot of people come in with wellness and health goals going into January. So these mm-hmm. are just a few things that you can keep in mind if, from, from an artist's perspective. Perfect. So the first one we want to talk about is having an ergonomic chair or stool set up or even an inflatable ball. So ideally, you want to have something that uh, positions your body in a way that is not putting stress on your joints. Uh, it, as some people may know, sitting is, has been compared to being as bad as smoking. So yeah, yeah. Uh, and artists tend to obviously have a very sedentary, you know, job position, right. whatever, because, you know, most people are dancing around while they're drawing. So especially not going to mess up artists. the stroke just a little bit. It does bit. a little bit. It's, <laughs> it's maybe not as detailed. So, so yeah, so that's a really good thing to invest in is just getting something, you know, that is set up in a way that it is positioning your body, uh, sorry, positioning your body in a way that allows you to, to, you know, not have those stresses in those places. Awesome. Yeah, no, I love it. All right. Um, Number two. So a sit stand type of desk. So I've got one that is, uh, you know, it's adjustable so I can move it up or down. Now, that is not my drawing station. That is my computer. But as you might know, uh, I spend an inordinate amount of time in front of the computer. And so a lot of, you know, things related to my art business uh, take place on a a computer. So most of the time I've got mine just in this constant position of standing up because I'm trying to take a break from sitting down when I'm creating art. So it works really well for me just doing that. But I do like having it adjustable because sometimes, you know, I'll get tired of just standing, but I try to just force myself to stand as long as possible. And I have a stress mat uh, down below for my feet and taking off your shoes and just, you know, there's different balls and, and areas on the stress mat to, uh, you know, try to manipulate while you're standing there. That's a good thing to do as well with your feet to keep yourself, you know, doing something, being a little more active than just standing there, you know, but still better, more preferable than sitting. I just remembered actually that uh, this is sort of an aside, but like you probably wear your shoes in the house, don't you? <laughs> yeah, but I take them off a lot of times whenever okay. I'm standing here. Uh, that's I what say I was saying. We... I do it with my feet. You know, I take my shoes off and uh, manipulate some of those with my feet while I'm standing. Oh, okay, here. Yeah. yeah, we don't, we don't wear our shoes in the house, <laughs> yeah. like in Canada. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, no, I mean it's yeah. a, it's probably fifty fifty here. Um, yeah. not, I'm the only person in my house that wears shoes and uh, it drives, you know, the women in my home here, uh, batty, but anyway, that's, a, that's another episode, but I have questions <laughs> that is, about but, that, <laughs> but, but I, but I think that's a good point though, Barb. I mean, you should really take off your shoes, uh, quite often because 
feet really weren't made for shoes. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, so anyway. Moving on. It's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So to add to that, if you, you know, if you're, that said, stand desks can, can be a bit pricey. And if you're not wanting to kind of invest in yeah. that, uh, that expense, you know, the other option is going into number three, we're talking about doing a tabletop easel. So um, I'm guilty of this. So this is something I definitely need to start using more as well. But uh, a lot of artists will work just on a flat surface looking down. Mm-hmm. And that causes a lot of stress on your neck and shoulders, yeah. your head. Most people's heads weigh roughly 10 pounds. So that's mm-hmm. like 10 pounds of stress that you're now angled and like having forward in that position. And it's funny because, you know, you, you always, I think a lot of people commonly associate pain and, and, you know, tight muscles and that sort of thing from doing some sort of sport or an activity, but you can get just as many of those issues from be, being in a sedentary position. So right. Um, having this tabletop ease will allow your uh, your artwork to be more at an angle and it'll allow you to sort of not have that stress on your neck. It does mm-hmm. get some take some getting used to. You might have some stress a little bit in your arm from that, but over time it's actually it it you really want to like almost sacrifice your arm for your neck in mm-hmm. this case because well, neck and pain keep, if you, keep your monitor eye level uh if yeah. you're if you're doing that. But if you're standing up at an easel working then keep your project eye level. Move it around yeah. if you need to. Yeah. Cuz I cuz I think uh that's that's something you want to like make sure that you you're sort of paying attention to because yeah. it'll and, and the other alternative too is if you're able to purchase a a stand-up easel rather than right. doing the standing desk option, you can right. work at a, a standing easel like something traditionally painters would use. Yep. Um and that's another option as well as kind of an alternative to to both of those things. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, number four. Number four. Use a Pomodoro technique or Pomodoro timer or something similar. I mean there's a whole bunch of these uh in the App Store or in the Google Play Store on Android that you can just download to your phone and use that to just sort of break up your day and manage your time even. And I, I use it quite often. It's, it's really wonderful, especially if you've got this huge task looming and you want to just muster some strength to get it done. I do that where I'm just like, okay, I got 25 minutes. I'm going to work on this voiceover. I've got an hour. I'm going to work on this voiceover and just get this done. Or I got to write this email or whatever it is. And if you can chunk that time in that way, it it keeps you motivated. Glance down if you start to wane and look at that timer. And it'll say so many minutes until the break. And you get like a five-minute break, you know. So especially if if something is like four hours in length and then you have allocated, you know, this four-hour block of time, then it will give you every 25 minutes, I think it is, It'll give you like five minute breaks and you can adjust that obviously to whatever you want. And, uh, for me, that works really well. And I just get up, walk away from it and then come back to it after about three to five minutes. Yeah. I think I read something somewhere that said that your brain can only really focus intensely on something for around three hours or something like that. So, uh, I think, you know, even, even when it comes to artwork, I know a lot of people can kind of get lost in it and keep doing it, but for various reasons, it's good to kind of step away. And I would say even just take those time, you know, if it, if it is a piece of artwork that you're working on, take that time to actually step back from your artwork Mm -hmm. and, you know, get some distance between it because that's when you start to notice things like compositional issues or like, 
uh, sorry, contrast issues, compositional yeah. issues, you should hopefully have figured that worked out, out ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but sorry, con contrast issues is what I meant. Um, That's when people say, oh, it took on a yeah. life of its own. You know? <laughs> yeah, because yeah. Like, so he just, worked on it for eight hours straight. <laughs> totally. So checking checking your values at that stage yeah. and just kind of seeing yeah. how it's all coming together. Sometimes getting that distance from your work yeah. really, really, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, I really am making progress or this is looking great or this area needs more attention. And yeah, yeah. in that same time, like, you know, you you are taking a bit of a break from being in that same position that you were in creating as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to number five. Uh, is and this is sort of similar to number four, but it's practicing the 20-20-20 rules. So what that is is that every 20 minutes, you're looking 20 feet or more away for 20 seconds. And now this is normally recommended for people who work on screens. But again, if you're doing things for your business, you're not necessarily working on artwork. It is good to to also practice this. And it, again, it has to do with eye strain. Your eyes aren't necessarily meant to be looking at something close up or at a screen for long periods of time. And so right. for your eye health, for for your own eye strain health, if you're, you know, if you're already in glasses or if you're trying to help prevent getting them sooner than you need to, uh, you know, just even just gazing out a window for a while. So, you know, maybe you can sort of work that into if you're using the Pomodoro technique, finding a way to work that into it. It might not be 20 minutes exactly, but even when you're just taking those breaks, like taking that time to also do that part of it. So, you know, gazing out a window or just looking yep. somewhere that's in a bit of a distance. Yeah, that's definitely uh, something that is needed where you, you have to do that for your eyes, for your eye health. Because if if you don't, um, you'll, you'll cause a significant amount of eye strain. And I, I used to do that when I would just work at my corporate job. But I've, I found that it's even more important, uh, or just as much maybe when I'm doing artwork that you've got to look across the room. You've got to get up and look a far distance because you're allowing the, the eyes to refocus on something that's not right there, uh, against your nose. So very, very yeah. important. And I found I, I got headaches a lot too in yeah. my graphic design job when I wouldn't yeah. do that. So, right. I mean, it's something, you know, your doctor will, your eye doctor, or your doctor yeah. will even recommend it if you're getting headaches a lot from that kind of intense um, gazing or staring on something, at something. Absolutely. All yeah. right. Number six, balance your day with working and walking or light exercise. You know, breaking up the day just to do something else and don't just say, okay, I gotta, I'm gonna spend four or five hours working and sitting here and doing this one thing. So, depending on whatever climate you're living in, you might be able to still get out and take a walk. Maybe you need a light jacket this time of year or something, but it's a, a great time to just take those breaks and incorporate some type of light exercise, even if it's just stretching. I mean, you can do that in five minutes. Uh, and that's, that's something to reinvigorate your, your blood flow and, uh, just help, you know, the connective tissues to stay loose and limber. Uh, there's so many good health benefits to doing that and drinking water. Don't forget about that either. But I think just incorporating some light exercise helps us to stay a little more fit than what we would otherwise. Yeah, definitely. I think. You know, and to, to the point of like, depending on where you're living in the, in the world, yeah. going out randomly, I mean, it might be very cold out and you might not want to do right. that or alternatively, it could be very hot. So, yeah. you know, even just finding uh, ways you can kind of just move in your space, whether it's just taking a lap around the house or, 
whatever, you know, or just taking that time to like vacuum quickly or something, whatever, whatever it is that you need to do just so you're kind of like breaking up your day with some sort of like physical movement. Right. Yeah. And then going into number seven is don't plan too much in your week and also making Mm. time for work and life balance. So Mm. uh, I recently wrote a blog post called seven ways to beat your to-do list burnout. And that's something that, you know, I struggle with a lot. I love making lists and I tend to make a lot of them, but uh, you know, the part of, part of making a list is, is not just necessarily planning all the things you have to do, but also making time to plan downtime. So you know, this time of year gets really busy for a lot of people. If you're an artist that takes commissions, you might feel really slammed and have mm-hmm. a lot on your plate on top of, you know, family commitments and other things. But I think it's really important to build in those days of rest and and pause and just kind of where you're not, you're not, you don't have anything on your agenda. So, you know, those work right. out good for, for, you know, if you have tasks that need to spill over into that day or Again, just to use it as a day to do nothing. Maybe you just watch TV that day or you hang out with your family or, you know, you plan an outing with a friend, something, something that sort of breaks up that routine of feeling like you're working all the time because that can get really, that, that, that has negative consequences as well. Awesome. No, I love it. Good reminders there. And uh, we'll have that link for you guys over in the show notes to this article that Barb wrote. So be sure and check that out. Love it. It's something that I, I get out of balance sometimes, you know, I'll just admit that. And uh, so it's a good good thing to remind ourselves of that, you know, it, it's not healthy. Um, <laughs> you pay the price when you when you get out of balance like that. Yeah, you don't want to be a workaholic. <laughs> no, no. It's so it's very easy for me to fall into that. Very, very Yeah, me easy. too. Number eight. Okay, we kind of already talked about this just a little bit. I did a little bit earlier. Uh, but get in the habit of doing just like some small arm and shoulder and even wrist exercises before you start working. But even while you're working, when you're on those breaks, it's important to do just doing this kind of stuff for those that are see, uh, can see the video um, with your wrists is very important because you're, we're actually using our arms and our wrists quite a bit. And if you hold that for like 10 seconds and don't, you know, strain yourself, but hold it in a tighter position. Uh, it's, it's something that's very, very good for you uh, to do. And ergonomicists recommend that all the time. But, you know, we're using these small, tiny, little repetitive movements. And so that, that type of range of motion over time can cause strain and stress on your body. And, you know, you don't, you don't think about it. We, we don't think, oh, moving a pencil across a paper is really doing much, but it actually is. And a small disclaimer, John and I are not health professionals, so just make sure. That's if a you're big experience- disclaimer for me yeah, right there. If, if you're, if you're experiencing yeah, any yeah. pain or anything like that, like just make yeah. sure you're always consulting your medical professional on any of these things. Just because you want to avoid if you're, if you're having really signs of like carpal tunnel or something like that, you want to get that addressed by somebody who who can help you with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Barb and I are talking about things that have helped yeah. us. And uh, so, yeah, if you've got something more serious, yeah, please. Uh, this is not <laughs> medical advice at all. Sharpen artist. <laughs> no, not it's, medical my advice. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> just, just tips. Obviously, yeah. listen to your body. Do, right. You know, call the right people if you need to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. So number nine is take time to pray or meditate, whatever works for you, be in nature. And again, this kind of goes with sort of taking those 
break days, but also just finding quiet times to sort of like recenter yourself mentally. I think, you know, through the course of the pandemic, there was some talk of like the idea of like mental health being a priority, but it really, it really should be all the time. Um, I think that, you know, it's, it's very easy to get in your head about other things or everything, (laughs) or, you know, depending depending on what your anxiety levels are, if they're like mine, they're pretty high. And I've always in my head about everything. <laughs> but uh, one thing that's really been helpful for me is just, just, yeah, <laughs> you don't, you don't know me outside of here. <laughs> um, no, just like finding those times to have some, some quiet yeah. and some pause and some, you know, self-reflection or just taking time for, for gratitude, whatever it is that, you know, works for you or what feels comfortable for you. I think is is all your mental health wellness yeah. is is a big part of your wellness in general as well. It's underestimated. It's huge. Yeah. It's very, so very too. big. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very important. And what's the thing that we sacrifice the most is our mental health usually. A hundred percent. Yeah. Because we just gotta get it done. We gotta get the work done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number 10. Drum roll, please, right? Cue the drum roll. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> <laughs> Seek out art supplies that are environmentally friendly and be aware of these aerosols or or these things that just, you know, cause these uh, nasty, noxious fumes that emit this stuff that is not pleasant to be around. But, but, you know, here's the thing. I, you know, I'll admit this. This probably makes me sound so dumb, but that's okay. When I was younger, I didn't For think, learning purposes. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think anything about any of this stuff going into my lungs when I was a teenager and, and in my early 20s. I didn't think yeah. anything about it and not not one thing about it at all. And, uh, you know, I was around things that were not good for you like that. I'm not talking about cigarette smoke. I'm talking about fumes and and gasoline and things like when I had a lawn care business, you know, when I was doing that. Just hanging out at the gas station? Yeah, just breathing the fumes. No, (laughs) but I mean, I never thought anything about that, you know, any aerosol cans. I didn't think anything about any of that stuff. Turns out they're not all all that, uh, you know, healthy for you. Who'd have thunk it? But anyway, I still see people talk about how, oh, you can just spray this in your house or whatever. Um, Please don't do that. I, I kind of had to learn the hard way because I have an asthmatic daughter and she, if she's around anything that's even slightly, if there's any chemicals involved, it's like her body senses it even before she knows it's around and she starts to wheeze, you know? So, uh, she's like, I wonder if I'm smelling something cause I'm wheezing, you know? And I'm like, Oh, I sprayed Dad's something. Just using the yeah. But I'm not deal. even doing it in the house. I'm doing it in the garage yeah. and stuff like that, you know? So it's just like, I have to, I have to be very careful about that kind of thing. I have to, you know, lift open the the garage door and get over there at the edge and stuff like that, uh, just to make sure there's uh, enough ventilation that I'm not causing other people in the house some problems. Our art supplies are kind of that like tricky one where, you know, people just assume, oh, everything's safe, but you really have to read the labels on a lot of things, Um, especially, you know, people who are using fixatives. If you're using any kind of OMS, you want to just make sure that you're reading the information on the packaging and and understanding, like, if you need to be in a well-ventilated area when you're using it. I think it's probably always a good idea. I would also say something like Pan Pastel. I I wear a mask every time I use it. 
I find for whatever reason, like, I don't know that they necessarily recommend that you have to do that, but just because there are those fine particles, yeah. um, for me personally, I just would prefer to wear a mask just so I'm not inhaling any of it um, by accident. Because That's I mean, interesting. I've never even considered that, Barb, but that's, that's um, I'm going to think about that now. Yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, I, I, it was probably, I discovered it sort of my own like sensitivity, but like mm. even sometimes if you're using charcoal or something like there'd be time, you oh, like, yeah. you know, you go to blow your nose after and all of a sudden you're like, Oh, that's, oh. there's that. So, <laughs> well, charcoal, I, mean, I can totally get, yeah, get that. So, yeah, yeah, but, for sure. But pastel is sort of the same, right? Like you're still dealing with these fine, um, uh, you know, particles of things. So, and depending on, you know, again, like how moist the environment is you live in, yeah. like all these factors. To me, it's just an extra precaution. But again, yeah. you just want to be aware of the materials that you're using and yeah. if there are any kind of safety pre uh, precautions. I know something that we're planning on getting into a little bit more in the future and future episodes is just the idea of even the makeup that it, that some of these pigments are made out of. Like, right. you know, you'll see the word cadmium in some of the colors and cadmium traditionally has been a very toxic substance. Yeah, for so, sure. You know, there's certain things you just don't even want to get on your skin, right? So, right, right. Um, and not saying that to scare anyone, of course, no, but just no. stuff that you just want to be aware of. The artist materials can potentially pose hazards in some cases as well. Um, and, and it may not be a hazard necessarily for everyone. But again, you know, if you like John, if you have an asthmatic in your family or someone mm -hmm. with health concerns, you just want to make sure that you know kind of, you know, what 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 everything is made of. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm glad you mentioned that about uh, pan pastels. And and to be clear, I mean, let, let's just say this, I guess, for everyone listening. If you've never used pan pastels or pastels, uh, soft pastels, chalk pastels, uh, the difference is that the the soft pastels uh, in that stick uh, chunk form, they are very, I mean, they 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 seem like if you touch them, they go airborne, right? <laughs> yeah. The pan pastel are, they're supposed to be uh, a little more stable and, uh, and cake. They cake a little bit more than uh, your soft pastels. And so they, they stay put a little bit more, but to your point, I think that, uh, you know, it's still, it's still a pastel, so it could. Uh, yeah, I've just noticed my, my sinuses sometimes bother me when that I'm using them. So, so yeah. I just, and it's I very dry here. So I yeah. kind of just now I'm like, you know, I'm used to wearing a mask these days anyway. So what's the difference? I'll just wear it for a bit when I'm, yeah. you know, on, honestly, to me, it's like, it's a, it's a small precaution with that, that like, I yeah. just don't, I don't want to find out later in life that it's like, oh, all those pen oh, like, and, and again, not, not trying to talk badly <laughs> about pan pastel. No, no, all. wonderful it's products. It's nothing to do yeah. with them. It's more, yeah. it's more just me, me personally, you know, taking that precaution well, it's so easy myself. to your point. It's easy to do. Yeah. Why not? I mean, yeah. we've got these masks, uh, basically surgically implanted on our face now. So why not? <laughs> why not do it? <laughs> you should have a few Keep around. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Exactly. I recommend three or four at a time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sounds good. Awesome. All right, guys. Yeah, that that is our list. I'm sure that maybe you've thought of some things listening here that you probably would add to the list, and we'd love to hear those. Uh, you can always reach out to the show by emailing us, podcast at sharpenedartist.com. And one last thing before we go, we're we're going to go on a bit of a hiatus for the podcast. Everyone's busy traveling and doing different things this time of year. Barb and I are working behind the scenes, though, on some great episodes coming out in season two. Okay, there's going to be a 
a few changes uh, to the podcast. I'm excited about this and I can't wait, Barb. But we're, you know, when I started the podcast with Lisa Clow back in the day, you know, that was like six years ago. Um, what happened was there was not this ability to do seasons and to even put your episode number in uh, the metadata whenever you hosted it as an RSS and it gets uh, fed out, you know, to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Amazon Music, whatnot. You couldn't do that. You can now. So I want to take advantage of that. We're going to do that. And what we're what Barbara and I are going to do is we're going to come out with specific seasons and we're going to be very narrowly focused on fundamentals and techniques and, and other things that I won't get into right now that I think will be really exciting. So looking forward to that, aren't you, Barb? Yeah, I think it's going to be great. And so season two will be coming out in January. So look forward to that, guys. And if you have any suggestions for the show, we are all ears. We want to hear that. We want to know what you would like to hear more of and less of. Unless you say it's, uh, you know, I want to hear less of John or I want to hear less of Barb. So don't, don't tell me that. I'm just, I'm just joking. Um, but no, seriously, we, we want to hear what, what be you nice. want to know about. Yeah, be nice. And if you haven't left a rating or review for the show, we would appreciate that as well. But I only accept five stars. Five stars, that's all I accept on those ratings. So, And you can do that over on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get the show really means a lot to us that you come back here week to week and listen to the show there wouldn't be a show without you and you probably get tired of hearing me say that but it's so so true all right any other closing thoughts barb before we go no i just want to wish all the listeners a happy holidays and you know safe travels if you're traveling and we're looking forward to seeing everybody in the new well seeing everybody speaking yeah. to everyone in the new year and right. uh yeah, just yeah, I, I think it's going to be great. I'm really excited for what we have planned. Awesome. All right, guys. We will talk to you again then in January. Take care and have a happy holiday and stay sharp. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com. You don't like my little dancing at the end? <laughs> oh, I'm just love trying it. to keep it interesting for people. No, it's good. All right.